Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Far too many people have forgotten that the withdrawal from Afghanistan was horrific and dangerous. And we left Americans to die. We left Afghans to die. We left women and children to be tortured and abused. We left billions of dollars of U.S. hardware behind to be utilized by Russia or the Chinese or whoever could get there and give the highest bid to the Taliban. We gave up Afghanistan to the Taliban because after 20 years of training a military, they could not stay together for three hours. The story of the withdrawal from Afghanistan, the story of Afghanistan as a whole, is a story that can be wrapped up in the conversation of failure. And the question is, will we learn from it again? But because of the politics of the day, the entirety of the Afghan withdrawal conversation was just eliminated. We were told by the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, that it was the best maneuver in American history. How we were able to get this done so quickly and so efficiently. Was it indeed efficient? Was it what we wanted? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, good to be with you. Congressman Jim Baird joins me right now from the Indiana 4th District. He serves on the House Armed Services uh, Committee, and you sent out uh, a, a, a press statement regarding the testimony that you heard, as you called it, harrowing testimony from the botched Afghanistan withdrawal. What is it that the committee heard? I said armed services, I meant foreign affairs committee, House Foreign Affairs Committee. What is it that the committee heard that made you say, my goodness, what did you learn that you didn't already know? Well, you covered a lot of those things, uh, Tony, in the beginning in your prelude. But anyway, uh, the, the withdrawal was a disastrous withdrawal and the evacuation. Then that has led to um, that has led to a concern not only by um, those that we left behind, which were allies as well as American citizens, and it's also angered our al- uh, angered our allies. Consequently, uh, we are a less safe country uh, because of our inability to execute that evacuation the way we should have. And so the, yesterday we heard from witnesses that testified and actually saw some of the atrocities that occurred during that evacuation, uh, including the Taliban uh, abusing uh, soldiers, I mean, uh, Afghans, and those that they considered uh, aiding and abetting uh, American soldiers. And so our, our soldiers felt very close to many of those Afghans and many groups have tried to bring them home as well as bring home American citizens. And we were told many times that uh, there was less than 100 Americans involved in that situation. And in reality, uh, we have ex- many of those uh, non-military organizations have ac- evacuated more than 1,000 Americans. So that kind of, that kind of information and uh, misinformation 
certainly concerns our allies and the concern that we have left people behind uh, in is reducing our ability to to work with uh, other countries around the world. Well, let's and let's take a moment, sir, and just go yeah. back to that number. That number, because we did hear a lot about that. There are only about a hundred uh, Americans that were left behind, and you're saying now uh, that NGOs, non-governmental organizations, and others have been able to extricate a thousand U.S. citizens. So, uh, who gave the hundred number? How are they held accountable? And is there a belief that there are still Americans in country in? Afghanistan who do want out knowing that there were some Americans who were so desperate to support the Afghans that they did indeed refuse to leave. And that's, and there are, there are that, that number you're talking about came from the state department. Uh, they've evacuated 800, the figures I have, Tony, and then the, the NGOs have, have done a thousand uh, more or more. And there are still people in Afghanistan uh, that are being pursued by the uh, Taliban. Uh, they're trying to uh, uh, eliminate them uh, because of their involvement in, uh, in the, uh, working with Americans. And so those, those individuals, we really need to work on SIVs to help them get away from uh, that situation because they're, they're really... Uh, uh, abusing their families and their children and their and their wives and so on, including including uh, killing killing some of those individuals right in front of our own soldiers. One of our soldiers told about uh, having witnessed that from them. Talking to Congressman Jim Baird of the Indiana Fourth District SIV stands for Special Immigrant Visa. You talk about our our allies and and how they feel about uh, the withdrawal. So it's a two part question. Uh, number one, uh, have you spoken to uh, representatives from other nations about how they saw the withdrawal? Have they been honest with you in in their take? And, and then, where can you point to, or can you point to anywhere specifically where relationships between the United States and other nations, projects, um, military? Uh, connectivity has been frayed because of it well i I think uh all of our nato allies are concerned about uh how we stand and whether we we honor our commitments and you know in the military uh we are committed uh the soldiers are committed to not leaving anyone behind and this is uh really frustrating to many of those members because uh some of those guides and interpreters that work with the American soldiers in Afghanistan uh, were like brothers in a way, and they really tried to help the United States uh, soldiers. They feel very close, and so any of those countries that we have that are in the NATO organization uh, certainly going to look at at how we uh, responded by not taking uh, um, American citizens out of uh, Afghanistan. And so I think that emboldens uh, countries like Russia to go into Ukraine. I think uh, China is uh, watching our response there and our response around the world. So all of, all of those uh, individuals, including our adversaries that I just mentioned, Iran is included in that, uh, are looking at our response to this situation and how we did the evacuation uh, and then 
that emboldens them to uh, be more aggressive uh, toward our country. Does this require me? That's a that's a concern to me. Is does this require in in your view a a rethink about training in the military? Is is, is do we properly have uh, as you see it in 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 our training of, of the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, etc. Do we have a proper understanding of how battles in the future are, are fought and how relationships with other nations are, are done? Uh, do, do we train to that? It, 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 or, is, or is this less about training and more about how we do this on the political level? Well, I think, I think uh, that <clears throat> there's always room for improvement in training. Only we learn from our experiences and, and even the bad ones, we learn things. But I think I think politicizing this issue is a concern to me. We need to honor our soldiers and uh, our our military personnel because they make a commitment. They take an oath to protect this country, and I think we have an obligation to protect them, and we have an obligation to protect those that they feel uh, need our support. And so, training is always a part of the of any kind of a a military operation. But I can tell you this, uh, we have really uh, outstanding soldiers, and they protected our country for 20 years. That, that Afghanistan uh, uh, war went on for two decades, and we need to be proud of our soldiers that protected our country uh, after the uh, 9-11 incident. And so... I want those soldiers to understand because some of those soldiers were concerned yesterday about whether their their efforts were in vain. And I want you to know, Tony, I they they were not in vain. We had 20 years of safety because of uh, their efforts to to uh, confront the Taliban and ISIS and, and keep them at bay. And that was uh, extremely important to our country. And I want those people to know how much we appreciate it. Talking to Congressman Jim Baird of the Indiana 4th District. Of course, sir, you served in, in Vietnam. Um, you, you, you have uh, received uh, the, the Bronze Star with a V device, as, as your biography reads, and two Purple Hearts. Uh, so when you talk about the military and you talk about fighting for the country, it is understandable uh, and commendable how personal it is to you. But as you look at how we handled Afghanistan, the, uh, of how we trained Afghan forces, did we do it right? After 20 years to watch the country completely collapse in a matter of hours, one has to ask if we're, doing, uh, if we're taking a look honestly, did we do it right? Did we? Well, I think we trained right. Tony, I think we trained right. The problem was that we didn't, we didn't uh, coordinate an evacuation that was effective and realistic. I mean, just to have a hasty evacuation and leave folks behind sent the wrong message around the world. Had we, had we used a more coordinated and a more effective withdrawal, that would not have happened. And we could have, we could have maintained control of the situation and our allies around the world would have respected us. Let me move the subject to Indiana because okay. we saw the train derailment in East Palestine we know that these dioxins, these chemicals, this vinyl chloride, other things poured into the Ohio River 
into the ground itself. There's a remediation. There's a cleanup. They had the control burns, what went into the air. And then we learned that some of the material was going to head to Indiana, to Rochdale, Indiana. And I believe that is your district. Now, this is an area that has a landfill that takes uh, this kind of, of toxic waste, if you will. But there was a question about the dioxins and whether or not this should have been delivered there, the governor, Eric Holcomb, uh, requiring a testing, the testing showing that the materials did not contain any harmful levels of dioxins compared to acceptable levels established by the EPA. Were you, well, as a member of Congress, notified that this would be coming to your district? Did you have any concerns? And what is the situation now? Have the, Has this waste been delivered to Rochdale? There's some of it that has come to Rochdale, and it's been halted. But I made significant efforts to to put a stop to that when I saw that Michigan was not accepting it and some other uh, states like Texas, I think, uh, weren't accepting this material. So I decided that we needed to have uh, testing on both ends. Uh, the EPA from when before they loaded it and then or on the loads and then on this end to make sure that we knew what we were actually getting. Now, you know, the... Um, Heritage Environmental, the facility there in Putnam County, uh, certainly has the capability and is not uncommon for them to handle this kind of material. But I think out of respect for the, and I especially appreciate uh, those people in East Palestine uh, and, the, and what they've gone through. And, you know, anytime, and I'm not, the controlled burn, uh, anytime you burn a compound that has a chloride in it, uh, one of the things you're going to get is a, is dioxin, and it needs to be uh, tested so that we know what level and so on. Now, I understand, it's my understanding, that they took the top layer of soil off and they disposed of that in another way. So we're getting the layers below those uh, that top layer uh, in Putnam County. But nonetheless, uh, my recommendation was, and I sent a letter with Senator Braun uh, to the EPA uh, suggesting that we need to do that and we need to have disclosure of what the compounds are, what the concentration is, and uh, what the concerns and safety measures that we need to use. So, uh, and yes, Governor Holcomb asked for uh, independent testing, and I think that's all good. So you are okay, and the people of Putnam County are okay, this town of Rochdale are okay with this being delivered there because you do have that group Heritage Enviro, and this is what they do. They've been doing it for years. Yes, and my concern, my concern Tony, was, just, was that the EPA and the uh, Department of Transportation certainly needed to let the people know exactly what was going on and be transparent about it. And how what kind of exposure they're being uh, exposed to because you know from to get from east palestine to putnam county you're going to have to travel in some manner and it's going to be across the roads and so that's why i uh feel that trans the department of transportation needs to be involved as well congressman jim baird from the indiana fourth district uh the western parts of indiana i appreciate you taking the time uh, to be with us uh we'll speak uh, more as uh, more conversations about afghanistan move forward i appreciate you taking the time more coming up i'm tony katz 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. 